This is Theoretical Thrills, the podcast where three hosts pitch original theoretical rides and attractions based on things they don't own. A special guest judge awards bronze, silver, or gold based on three separate categories, most creative, most practical, and guest's favorite. With bragging rights on the line, the hosts will try to pick each other's ideas apart through gentle ribbing. So sit back, relax, and stand clear of the moving doors as we present Theoretical Thrills. Theoretical Thrills. The theory of the thrill. Oh, boy! In three, two, fun! Hey, everybody. Welcome to Theoretical Thrills. I'm your host, Oliver. I'm Brad. And I'm Spencer. And we are joined today by our lovely guest, Catherine. Catherine, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Good, good. I know. Pretty good. <laughs> You're here with us today for a very special episode, and that is the episode of Wizard of Oz. Catherine, what's your background with theme parks and Wizard of Oz? So uh, theme parks, I've been working in theme parks since I was 16 years old, and uh, that flourished into a career in theme park design. So I've been super fortunate to uh play in a lot of different sandboxes of my favorite fandoms like Harry Potter and DC and Hunger Games and a bunch of others. Um, and right now I'm in China working on a project. Uh, but as far as Wizard of Oz goes, uh, I mean, that was probably the first movie musical I ever saw. It was one of the first shows I ever did as a child. It was, you know, I watch it over and over. It is comfort food at its core. And I love how that world has expanded into Wicked or back in the day, Return from Oz or, you know, a bunch of different things. And well, good good news. All of our pitches today are just wheelers. So this is going to be <laughs> top notch content for you. Uh, so we're going to be exploring that universe and one of the things that we did right before we started this podcast is we spun a wheel for random order. And surprise, surprise, we're back to the good old-fashioned order of Spencer going first, followed by Brad, then me. Uh, and we're going to be doing Wizard of Oz. Now, if you enjoy the topic, if you enjoy what you're hearing, if you have an idea, let us know below by commenting or following and subscribing. Feel free to do anything. But without further ado, why don't we get right into it? Spencer, Wizard of Oz take it away great so i've got my three pitches ready to go my first uh pitch is uh essentially a tower of terror re-theme um <laughs> with a twist because uh, there's a little bit more dark ride and a little bit more droppage or risage if you will so i'm gonna read what i wrote and then i'm probably gonna have to clarify so we're gonna start with uh what i wrote first um guests hop aboard their very own ride vehicle as they travel through the sepia or sepia i don't know how to pronounce it scenes of kansas sepia. Sepia, yeah, scenes of Kansas, a la Mickey Sepia. and Minnie. Sepia. <laughs> Sepia. It's a uh, Sepia. Weird. A <laughs> um, uh, la Mickey and Minnie's run Runaway Railway, where the front is shaped like the window in Dorothy's room for guests to see. So there's like a little AR effect there, right? Suddenly, the speed picks up slowly. The music plays, you know, dun, 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 all that stuff. And the vehicle twists and turns just a bit, so it's got a little, like, uh, rocking motion. But because it's a drop tower, it can't really do 
much craziness. So it got a little of that, a little wind gusty uh, style as scenes of the twister come through Miss Gulch on her bike. Uh, I wrote on her back, but I meant on her bike. It's a different ride. Just, uh, you know, all those things, et cetera, et cetera. And then right at the very end of the sepia twister scene, the, the ride vehicle uh, steadies itself. And it drops. Uh, you, you go in through, well, before it drops, you uh, go in as if you're Dorothy going in through the sepia door where she opens the door into the Land of Oz. And you see it open like you would in the Tower of Terror windows. And then you drop down. And then you explore this dark ride element where you hear, ding dong, the witch is dead, all this stuff. And the ride vehicle window opens. Uh, the car pushes through a dark ride scene to the Yellow Brick Road, the wonderful Land of Oz, and the Wicked Witch. And iconic scenes with animatronics and some visual effects. And then the ride pushes through two giant ruby red slippers as you hear, uh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. And the third time the ruby red slippers open, you go on to complete darkness. And when you hear there's no place like home, <laughs> the vehicle shoots back up as if it was a drop tower, but it goes back up. And that's when it ends. And you hear, oh, uh, it, it goes in, it goes, yeah, the lift. It goes into complete darkness, <laughs> you, the lift. And you hear, you were there and you were there and there's no place like home. And then the lights come up and riders exit the vehicle. So essentially it's, the dark ride of the sepia um, AR. Sepia. Oh, the, the, yeah, that's right, sepia, yeah. And the little tilt, not really, a, yeah, like tilt a little shifty, twistery thing. Go into a drop tower. There's a dark ride at the bottom. You go through the river with slippers. You come back up. And that's the first pitch is the Wizard of Oz tornado drop tower ride. So, Catherine, uh, oh. I don't know how many of older episodes if any you've listened to spencer has a love for drop towers it, a love a love is such a it's such a it's such a short word to describe his passion for drop towers right at theme parks uh yeah. I so hear it. <laughs> we, we get a lot of uh variations of tower of terror or a food court awesome so this is not a food court it's the tower of terror so, so spencer right. So Spencer, you're you're essentially you've, I mean you've designed Tower of Terror almost with just fewer drops. Oh uh, well, actually, it all. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. He said more droppy, more windy. Uh, what what was the third IE version of a of... thing? Did I even say? I, I, you said droppy. You said more droppy, <laughs> more windy, and to me, that's so specific to this ride. I don't remember that, but maybe I said it. We'll go to the tape. I mean, I like the idea of like dropping the house literally, you know. But I, where I'm confused is like you, you have a, you have dark ride drop, dark ride drop. How? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this is my favorite episode. So here, here's 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 where I'm going with it. So it really makes me think of. The, uh, I guess you can find it on YouTube, the way in which Tower of Terror works, where there's actually multiple uh, shafts and multiple chambers in which the ride vehicle okay. can go because it has a, a randomized order. When you go in, there's like 13 combinations okay. or whatever. So my thought was that uh, there's like uh, the general, you know, when you go into the stars and Tower of Terror and then you go in and then you go around the corner. So you have that little dark ride moment. So like very small scene, the windows right. open, you drop down. But then when you get down to the bottom, the car kind of does a trajectory forward into like as if it was another chamber or another shaft. And so then you see the next scene or whatever, and then it comes back up. So there's a constant rotation of uh, the ride cars. I, you can't see what I'm doing at all, and I'm doing it backwards. I, but get what, I get what you're saying. I think 
I hate to break your heart, Drop Tower lover. I think Drop Tower is the wrong uh, type of ride system for this idea. Thank you. It's a Thank you for saying it. Little bit. <laughs> I it's a, I I like the idea that you like that you add in a thrill that you add in a drop a moment of like the guests like you know really being jarred literally but that's a coaster my friend that is a like that is a Hagrid's magical creatures type coaster where you drop track as opposed to drop tower because uh-huh. you have to go up mm. to go down and that's more difficult in a dark ride setting. Not to not to break your heart. Drop towers are fantastic, but your idea is way cooler as something else. I mean, that's great. That's a great idea. I wish I had thought of it. Uh... And speaking of wishing that he had thought of it, one thing to keep in mind, Catherine, is that you are going to be judging off of the original concept pitch, not what we discuss and fix and change. So keep that in mind. So if you think there's potential, that's great. But it's still just the thing that he pitched. So yeah, keep cool. the creativity of it all, of the of the idea. So right. you would. Yeah. He starts campaigning now. I'll say, like, I definitely do love the idea of like dropping. Like, it feels like the audience is, or the guests are in the house with Dorothy, and they literally are dropping the house. It's just what you should do at that point is then two little feet should just come up from the bottom of the ride vehicle. Yeah, these are all great You're ideas. Done. I wish I thought of them ahead of time. Just the house dropping and killing a witch over and over and over. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. it's the creative process that's what it is you know i I try to go for certain uh certain categories what's your uh, and and win it none of them what's your next uh ride my next uh my next uh idea is very simple way simple probably too simple and probably not very creative but some might argue it's very practical uh, oh no! It's and what all of the... type of drop tower is this? Yeah, this is this is a walkthrough drop tower. It's a lot like a boat drop tower. <laughs> it's called an elevator, uh, where you can actually get it's a slow drop tower rides. Uh, very simple <laughs> ride. Um, it's called Follow the Yellow Brick Road and Meet and Greet with Dorothy and Toto. Very okay. simple. What this is, guests can walk down their very own yellow brick road, and when they reach the Emerald City, there's their a photo very own yellow brick road. Well, you know, it's it's a yellow brick road that guests their can walk very down. Very own. Okay. When, yeah. like, when was when was the last time you tried to get a photo in front of the Disneyland Castle alone? <laughs> you know, you know, you know what I mean. It's it's one yellow. They can brick walk road. down the yellow brick road. That's not anyways. Their very own yes, so road. guests can walk down a yellow brick road, <laughs> and when they Elton John's yellow brick road, when they reach the one Emerald City, there is a photo opportunity with Dorothy and Toto. Emerald City is a big backdrop at the end of the yellow brick road. It's like if you've been at um the studio tour in Hollywood, they've got the big giant Hollywood sign at the end. It's kind of like that, but bigger. Some sort of forced perspective graphic. Yeah, so that's that's all it is. It's a meet and greet with Dorothy and Toto, but you get to live the experience of going down the Yellow Brick Road and ending up in Emerald City. And the Yellow Brick Road gets smaller and smaller as you get there, as you get Do to you Emerald actually City. get to live the experience of going down the Yellow Brick Road? Because there's a lot of stuff that happens going down that Yellow Brick Road. You know, it's 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 not as interactive. It's literally just it's, a, a. It's literally a, you're just walking down a yellow brick path. You're literally you can do what you want. If you want to sing, we're off to see the wizard. You can do that. If you want apples no, to you're throw, adding, you want to we're not talking about you. what the person could bring into this. What I'm saying is, you're essentially all you're doing. This is just a meet and greet. This is uh-huh, a. Correct. This is just, and the queue just happens to be yellow bricks. Correct. Very oh. simple. Very practical idea okay. for sure. That's okay. it. 
So, so the guest enters space and it's the queue is the yellow brick road. Mm -hmm. And then, then the backdrop is Emerald city. Right. So you take it, you can, and and no build out of the backdrop, no build out of the backdrop, no, no scenic design, no extra characters to pepper it. It's literally just Toto and Dorothy at the end with a backdrop. Let me, let me, let me tell you this here. Let me tell you this tidbit. Um, you know, in, bring in, Magic, bring in Magic Kingdom, in, I guess, New Fantasyland, there is a very yeah. popular attraction called uh, Tail Hall, uh, where you can meet some of the princesses. And it's literally a line where you wait to meet a princess. And that wait can get yeah. very long. This is at least interactive, where you can walk down a yellow brick road. No, no, and, you like, can't. Walking is not interactive. That's not. But, but you're stepping on the yellow brick road. So there's at least something to do. So you're not just standing it, in You're an stepping in a queue. fantasy cat. And, and, he, and here's the thing that kills me. He could have pitched a yellow brick road that when you step on it, it lights up. That would have been incredible. You could have pitched shoes that you buy and sell at the front of the park that light up when you step onto the road. Yeah. But no, this- you you went yellow bricks, backdrop, photo opportunity. It's a matter of two sews. Yeah. My idea is very simple. It's very practical. It's very easy to do. Yeah. You paint a couple bricks, it- you have a couple actors and a dog. It's easy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a meet and greet photo application. It's, you know, it's most theme parks. I do think that to the point of Brad and Oliver, like you gotta bring something more if you're gonna walk down the road. I think that instead of a queue, like a straight queue, something that goes, I know what you're describing, you're describing the big tented princess things that we, that all the Disney parks have now. If that queue is a road, then there's something happening in that road until you get around to the room where Emerald City is. You have to have something Otherwise, you're standing in a line on top of yellow floor. Well, I was thinking it was just like a big outdoor space, like a courtyard. Oh, outdoor. <laughs> so, so it's a giant. So it's a backdrop that blows over. Well, like it's like you know, like a big yellow brick road. It's not just like a little tiny like. In my mind, it's in the middle of the parking lot. You can go there. No, no, you go one way. Because if you go multiple ways, then it, you're breaking the line, and then you're gonna have. Oh yeah, no, you can't problem. do that. It's just a big circle. <laughs> But you go the yellow brick road, but it twists and turns one way to the end. Well, Spencer, it's very practical. I thank you. I really, I really appreciate that. that. And I bet, I bet this one goes for fan favorite. What's your third one, Spencer? Uh, my third one is saving the best for last. Uh, okay. Let's hope. Um, it's this a meet one. and greet drop tower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a meet and greet tower. Hi. Ah! Um. <laughs> Uh, Go on, my friend. Go on. There's a lot of characters in Wizard of Oz, uh, none uh, more popular than the apple throwing trees. Um, But uh, in the in the mindset of, you know, there's Dorothy, there's the Tin Man, there's a Scarecrow, there's the Lion, there's Auntie M, there's all these wonderful characters. One that kind of gets lost in the shuffle in a lot of things is uh, good old Professor Marvel uh, before he is Oz um, or I guess after he's Oz in the case of this ride. Anyway, the point is. I have Professor, pro- Professor, wow, I'm... Professor. Uh, all right, backtrack. Professor, he did the Fessel run in 10 parsecs. You know, that's it. Per, you just wait for the description when I can't think of words and I just chose to describe the words. Oh, uh, we are. Professor Marvel's journey through Oz. So this is what I consider sort of like a wave swinger meets Soren. So okay. um, you first enter as a... And I'll like read it and then I'll explain it. You first enter as a group in an element similar to the Haunted Mansion for a pre-show inside Professor Marvel's traveling wagon, because I couldn't figure out what that thing was called. 
where there are props, mm -hmm. costumes, and memorabilia from The Wizard of Oz on display with a set dressed to Professor Marvel's crystal ball business, because I couldn't think of what it was. Isn't it just um, a wagon? It's a traveling yep. it's, it's, yeah, it's just a wagon. They literally right. called it what it is. Okay, great. You so couldn't think right. what it was called. It's one of those things. It's, it's like a wagon with wheels on it, and it goes places. <laughs> Suddenly, guests are greeted by an actor portraying Professor Marvel, who mentions that he is headed to Omaha, Nebraska, and wants to bring us along for the ride on his hot air balloon. And then runs off after shouting, come along, Ben. And then, you know, the doors open like they do in the Haunted Mansion. And then when you go in, they get you set up. And there are several balloons, like Soren has the hang gliders. But these are hot air balloons, which have four seats on each side that are set like uh, you're facing, literally facing. Uh, there's a 360 screen, 360 AR screen. So you get... Um, the, so anyways, oh, I wrote more. Hold AR on, screen. let me read the rest of it. The doors Wait, open and the right... AR screen? He, he means project. He means projected. It's projection, right? Okay. I mean, proje let me let me read what I wrote because I realized I wrote it all down. Yeah. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> the doors open and the riders are guided to vehicles resembling hot air balloons in a vein similar to the Soren hang gliders. However, these rides okay. feature seats wrapping around hot air balloon design vehicles with harnesses for each rider, four across and four, uh, you know, four for each, and there's four sides. They're four across on each okay. of the sides where the feet Soren are dangling. From there, Professor Marvel releases the balloon and guests float to the top of the theater to get a view of Oz on their way to Omaha. The theater has a 360-degree view of the screens that show different views as the ride vehicle sways gently in motion, uh, spins slowly throughout to present all angles for each rider, and sometimes, like a wave swinger, leans forward or backward ever so slightly to get the feel of flying in a hot air balloon. This is a gentle ride that has riders float above high on the sky on their very own hot air balloon with Professor Marvel. So it's got the feeling of Soren, but it's in a hot air balloon and 360 degrees. 360. So instead so, of like, it's like I'm dying, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote it's like underneath. Uh, like your screen is underneath the guests. No, it's all around. No, your your thing makes sense. His thing doesn't. So it's okay. all around. So it's like facing, it's like it's like. What about below you, bud? Uh, is well, it, why would is you it, why would you look below you? Is it the Canada? It's the Canada Theater or whatever in uh yeah. Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's circle vision. Circle vision. Yeah, it's like circle vision. Okay. I wrote okay. I wrote I wrote AR effects meet Soren with a little Harry Potter slash Epcot Mary Poppins ride. It does how are you augmenting reality? What? <laughs> Wait, hold on, go back to that Harry Potter Mary Poppins Soren? <laughs> yeah, what I mean is like it's like so Okay, so like you know how like some of the rides have like the robo arm, so they kind of move around. It's kind arm, of got that yeah. feel, but then the screen's like Harry Potter. But then it also felt like Mary Poppins feels like it's supposed to be similar to the Harry Potter ride, so it's got like that rotating pivot, the rotating axis. So I'm thinking of the hot okay. air balloon kind of floating on that rotating axis, so that's why it can spin 360, but it's so not like only, spinning. The only Soren aspect is that there's a screen. Yes, that is correct. And and you're flying. You're in a hot air balloon as opposed to a hang glider. Yeah, but if you don't have a screen underneath or anything below, then you're not. You're just watching a movie. It's it's a it's a feedback. It's Shrek 4D. No, 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 no. You're literally you're flying. In a yeah, you know, like in Soren, you're right. You don't have anything below you. You just have a giant screen that you're seeing, and it feels like you're flying in the sky. But this is taking and making it a full 360, and you're on a hot air balloon. That tilts slightly, okay. but it's like it like shakes like so, a wave swinger, kind of. So like, what you're sorry. Go ahead. I'll you go. You go. I'm, I'm sorry. No, I actually, I actually gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask this. In your mind, you said 
that there are riders on all four sides of the basket, right? Correct. Great. And you're telling me that the thing tilts, correct? Okay, so this is where I think I'm confusing. So if one side goes up to look up at the sky or to go look at the ground, the other ride car is being forced to look only at the ceiling. If the projection screen is only around you, half of the people riding this ride are looking at the ceiling, half of the people are looking at the ground, and you don't have enough room to give the people the same experience, much less uh, for the people who are on the sides I, doing this. Forward or back ever so slightly, which does not mean they're facing down. It means that, like, the motion of the hot air balloon, it sways a little bit, and so they might tilt a little bit, but they're not tilting like this. They don't just look straight yeah, it's down. It's just a brief view of the rafters in the floor. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Catherine, what were you going to say? No, well, I'm trying to understand. The, but also the 360... It's all over. So, so are we. Like, like what you mean? I think what you're trying to do is give the guests a 360 perspective, right? You want Correct. them to feel like they're in the air and do the thing. And when you bring up Harry Potter, you bring up Forbidden Journey, right? Which basically Correct. has many versions of Soren cones, but the guests are on a kooka arm, so they feel like they're flying. You just you don't see the actual like ride system. It looks like this. But behind that's what I know. You're just the difference is his description's this, and yours is a correct description of the ride vehicle. This? Oh, his is his is it's, this with seats on all sides, and then she's going like, yeah. yeah the hot air balloon is I, literally a kooka arm with seats. I think your seats on our all sides is where you get a hang up because like, how do you? <laughs> You can do one ride vehicle at a time then. You can't in in that space. If you have more than one ride vehicle, then to the boy's point, they're seeing the other vehicles. Somebody is seeing the other vehicles. At some, like, think about... Um, it doesn't teacup. stop Soren, though. Well, Soren is all flat. Everybody's it's flat. It's flat. people's feet. You're, you're, well, but you're yes. forced to face... Your perspective is, is straight. To, towards straight towards the screen. Right, right. So, just, well, so this is what you're describing, Spencer, is more like if you take the idea or the layout of the teacup ride where you have people on all sides and then you lift them in the air, you're still going to see everybody else flying at the same time as you. You're, I mean, it's like a... like a. So no um, one's going to have a clear view. Yeah, it's like a round ride, but you're adding a screen around it. Uh, see, I, I feel like maybe uh, I'm not explaining it well because I wouldn't consider it to be like the teacups at all. But uh, uh, buddy, but buddy, I I take her version. Spencer, think about it. If you have these balloons going up in the air, all right, it's, people are going to be ha forced to be blocked by other ride vehicles. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you can easily just have multiple screens and just have a divider between, so you can't see. How much? How much? Probably. How much do you think a perfectly sphere screen costs? Much less. How do you think we're gonna get? What? Oh, I'm so angry. I don't have words. How? <laughs> I, I think, Spencer, there's a couple ways that this works. Like, this the idea of, like, a 360. Peter Pan. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I think if you did want to do, if I mean, you get over the fact that people are going to see other people. It's basically a round ride in the sky. Or every person, every ride vehicle has its own individual projection room, um, which is expensive. But not... Out of the it might be worth it. Might be worth it. Yeah. Yeah. I would say this is a very creative idea myself. Stop it's trying to give yourself awards here. It's interesting. It's very interesting. It's, yeah, like a hernia is interesting. 
Um, I, 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 I do. I like the idea that you brought in Professor Marvel. Uh, he is an under, like he's a character that is in the beginning and the end, but he's such an interesting character. It's like um, Mystic Manor, the whole idea of the Professor mm-hmm. in Mystic Manor that's got all this like cool random stuff. I love that because that gives you a great opportunity to like set dress the shit out of the space. So I like your entrance. Thanks, I love it too. It's very- that's, a, that's a great takeaway. Very, very practical and a very creative yeah. idea. If no, I do stop, say so myself, stop giving yourself a war, Spencer. Stop. Spencer, let's for those words to describe it. I think it's it's more of like the wave swinger that I have in my mind. You know, like like you know, like, Spencer, Sp- Spencer, no, Spencer, hold on, Spencer. Hold on, let me finish this thought. You know, like in hot air balloons, when you have like the sandbags and you throw off the sandbags to go higher. I, uh-huh. I'm thinking of like the people being like the sandbags. <laughs> So a drop tower. Pull off the basket? No, 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 no. But like when they're all, you know, like when they're all tied to the hot air balloon and they kind of like shift a little bit and sway a little bit. But that's why people on the heart. Oh, crap, so they... man. You're holding us down. <laughs> no, no. Riders drop 45 feet to, the, to a crash pad where they get off and are told uh, the ride's over. <laughs> Buddy, re- review the name. Stunt show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a stud show. My mind, it, like I can visualize it. It's the oohs and ahs. I think the three sixty thing could work if I, if if it if it shifts to more oh. like a side wave swinger because you're just going around in a circle. You see everything anyways, but you still get the the concept. Yeah, you're a round ride with a screen. Remember Black Beauty when the horse gets too old, they take it out back and there's a shotgun. And it's, it's that sort of anyway, uh, Spencer, please review your three ideas and let's hear Brad's. What are your three ideas? One more time. Uh, so uh, first, we had the very, very, very uh, practical tornado drop dark tower ride, followed by the very practical uh, Wizard of Oz uh, meet and greet. And finally, the very creative Professor Marvel's journey through Oz. OK. And a reminder. Uh, my points don't roll over this episode, Spencer. It's okay. I, I think I can take a. I, I think I can take a hit and still be all right this time. All right, Brad. This is your pitch. For the love of God, what do you got? Uh, now that we've uh, sat through Spencer's three dream rides, you know how I knew they were three drop rides. You you mispronounced it. Uh, you think I want to just have a meet and greet with Dorothy and Toto? No, no. That, I knew they were dream rides because you it was a snooze fest of a presentation. Why'd you pitch it? What? Well, it's they're not all dream attractions. Is this my pitch time, or are we just gonna keep talking? I think you're just gonna keep roasting me. So I'm trying to defend my ideas of them not all being dream attractions. Just two. Anyways, his dream attraction snooze fest. Uh, well, I'm going to get on to my three pitches now. For my, they're exciting. What's your attitude? I'm trying to pitch here. All right, whatever. All right. Uh, uh, now, uh, my uh, Wizard of Oz land is going to be essentially divided into three sections. Um, uh, the, we have the Kansas section, the sort of farmhouse Kansas section. We have the um, Emerald City section, and we have the sort of Witch's Tower, Dark Forest, sort of spooky little section. Uh, and each section is going to feature an attraction or uh, some sort of thing. So let's start off with my simplest attraction and where the movie starts in Kansas. And in Kansas, we're going to have Aunt M's Farmhouse Kitchen. Uh, Now, this is a farmhouse restaurant set on the farm. 
the barn is going to be where the actual kitchen is and the sort of ordering window. Uh, the tables, there'll be tables set around the farm with tents over, sort of like they're having a big cookout or a big uh, family get together and all these people are coming um, to celebrate. Uh, yeah. The waiters are going to be farmhands. The reason I say waiters is because when you go to the order window and place your order, you're going to get uh, a nice sort of little uh, number um, cue sort of thing to, for the delivery. The big thing with this is I want to have um, a very basic sort of simple tracking in the uh, uh, device so that the waiters, the farmhands can sort of look at the pad, see exactly where that which table that one's at. They can see the general area. So it makes it a lot easier for them to sort of find the person rather than every single restaurant where they're like, uh, 14, four, where's 14, 14. And they do like, you see the same waiter do like 13 laps around you looking for this number. Um, so you're Bubba Gumpsing? The reason for this is because there's also going to be uh, some tables set up in the house as well, because we are going to have the house so there will be some tables set up in like the kitchen and and that sort of feel and it's going to give that sort of um like disney hollywood studios um is it mom's kitchen the the it's a sitcom uh the the old, uh, i can't old, remember the name but i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. um so it's going to be that sort of feel whether all the waiters and and cooks and stuff it's it's all they're all characters uh themselves in this uh world and so, and then that allows us throughout the farmhouse and throughout the farm to have little sort of Easter eggs, like a stuffed, uh, little stuffed lion in the bedroom or um, uh, the scarecrow in the farm field. And, and those uh, sort of like, maybe like a, a tin man looking thing near the tractor. Um, the a tractor. A tin man thing near the tractor. I want to have like, the, like a, 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 like like a stack of like the uh, like barrels and like an oil can tilted over on top and stuff like that. So it looks like, like a, a pile of junk. It looks like a pile of junk that happens too closely. Feels. Yeah. yeah, feels like the Tin Man. Yeah, so you can yeah. sort of see where these ideas might have come from and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, the main thing with this is the menu is going to be Kansas City Barbecue um, yeah. because this takes place. There you go. So we're going to have Kansas City style barbecue with slaw, fries, baked potatoes, fresh baked rolls. I want to really push for a sort of, uh, a lot of the sides and stuff, especially I want to push for a farm to table uh, type feel oh, like Epcot is with its restaurant, um, it with its fish and everything it grows in its little greenhouse and stuff like that. I want to sort of have that same sort of um, thing uh, coming with this restaurant. Uh, so, you know, the meat's probably going to have to come from a bigger Obviously not from there, but some of the things that we can do a little more local or a little more. Hey, you could use the people who fell off of Spencer's ride. <laughs> They're not falling off. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to use what we have. My Learning how to plus uh, the idea. So that Casey that first. is that is Aunt Anne's. We need Hodges. Yeah. That is Aunt Em's farmhouse kitchen. Uh, my second attraction takes place in Emerald City. This is the Wizard of Oz's Splendid Spectacular. Now, the Wizard of Oz is all about smoke and mirrors and uh, making a big show of things. So I'm going to make a show. Um, but I'm going to use okay. lights, uh, projections, and uh, program drones um, to make a uh, sort of phantasmic, magical sort of show that's going to combine music from the movie with a loose uh, 
uh, a loose sort of um, embellished retelling of The Wizard of Oz. Um, so it'll be a shortened sort of thing, but it's going to be The Wizard of Oz. It's going to be everything is going to be sort of bigger or more grand than what may have actually been in the movie um, because he's putting on a show. Uh, so I want to use the sort of laser lights and and that is this is going to be um, I want this to be the sort of uh, evening uh, big show because Fantasmic has, you know, it's it's two showings, three showings or whatever, and then it's done. That's mm-hmm. the sort of thing I want with this is it's it, this yeah. is the big attraction that we're uh, everybody's coming to Emerald City to see the finale of the night um, before they head out. Um and so this is all put on by the Wizard of Oz. Yes, I know. Technically, the Wizard of Oz leaves at the end of the movie. Don't care. This is going to be the Wizard of Oz in Emerald City. So a real it. loose interpretation of the story. Let's it's not even hard. talk about your crap rides. <laughs> uh, they were very creative. So that is that's my second attraction that takes place in the Emerald City. That's Wizard okay. of Oz's Splendid Spectacular. My I third attraction. Sorry, just real yeah. quick. That's Go. the Nighttime Spectacular, so that's an outdoor show. Yes. Okay. It's about 20, 25 minutes. Anyways. Whatever. Uh, so my third attraction takes place in our sort of dark spooky woods uh, around the witch's castle. And that is the flight of the flying monkey. Um, so what I want to create here is a hanging coaster uh-huh. designed like you're being picked up by flying monkeys. Uh, Smart. Cool. The, it takes place in the dark woods around and through the castle. There's no loops in this coaster. The reason there are no loops is because it doesn't make sense for flying monkeys that are carrying you to be doing loops. They're, they're struggling to carry you. I mean, they're carrying you and stuff like that, but they're not, you don't, you don't see them in the movie just doing stunts and loops and stuff like that. Where the thrills are going to come are from the, uh, the hills. Uh, from the close calls, I want to. Uh, there's going to be a part. Uh, the sort of climactic part is where you're swooping uh, through the tower, uh, where you see the witch um, with Dorothy uh, in the in the sort of prison cell and stuff like that. You and you're swooping through the tower and then out and down again. Um, so you get a nice little hill uh, thrill motion through it. But it's going to be uh, a lot of thrills. I want it to feel like you're coming. Your feet are coming close to trees or close to sort of rubble and stuff as you're making your way to the tower through the tower and then eventually back uh to the uh the the start spencer do you have an idea i just have a question um you know well maybe a thought so there's this idea that you said that they don't go upside down because they can't hold them right they can't hold people because they're struggling to hold people but many would argue many would argue in the world of the wizard of oz that a lot of characters are able to defy gravity so i feel like they could go upside down do we put a blanket over you and do you go to sleep is that how that works we just put like like a bird so yeah anyways uh watching the movie um the the monkeys don't carry them and then start doing yeah. loops it's not yeah. in character is he still covering his this is my bit for the evening <laughs> All right. The, be- the best part is there's going to be a big, huge smudge over his camera, and that's the part he didn't think about is that he just put he just dirtied the camera. Anyway, go ahead and continue. Uh, so those are my three attractions. Cool. Um, questions. Yes. Is that all right? Uh, yes. Oh, always. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, your flight of the flying monkey, Spencer. <laughs> Speaking of giant monkeys. Uh, the of the I just felt monkey. like I had to. Um, Flight of the monkey. 
like story wise, I get that they're like flying through everything, but like what is it's it basically what you're describing is like a th- the themed dark red coaster, which is becoming incredibly popular lately, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the next generation of attractions, which is awesome. Sounds pretty practical. Um, but like what what is the like what is the journey? They're like being picked up in the forest and being taken to the castle or are they just so like it, what yeah, they're being that? picked up in the in the forest and being taken to the castle. Um okay. so we're gonna the sort of uh feeling is the the queue as you're going through the forest, the um the the attendants, the te- the people, the ride operators are going to be sort of uh, you know, which is uh, minions sort of people sort of uh, get on the get on the ride and stuff like that. Um, like, we're... holy, oh, those guys. Yeah, yeah, they're the you're you're being captured. It's backwards. Taken to these uh these uh monkeys to these flying monkeys to be taken to the witch. Um, okay. And it's essentially when you get to the witch, uh, because she was looking, she they didn't get the memo. She's been looking for these ruby red slippers. Uh, and so they've just been hurting everybody to try and get them to this castle. When you mm-hmm. get to the castle, it's when you see the witch already has Dorothy. So it's like, no, get them out of here. I don't need all these people. And so that's yeah. when you're sort of exiting out of the castle, out of the tower. Cool. Any that's other questions? Good ideas. I, I can't. I can't be upset. Those are all three. Like all three of those are solid ideas. Yeah, they're not really solid. Yeah. They're very practical and very creative. I must admit. You just gonna... Do you know any other words? No, because now you're giving your awards. <laughs> well, I also love when it was. So what do they do? They just are flying, flying through the forest to the castle. The response was, "Yeah, they're just flying through the forest to the castle. That's exactly what it is." Yeah. So that's the. Sto- it's the story of the. Yeah. That's the story of the thing. We asked for clarification. I said, "Yes, that is exactly what is happening." She's the one awarding the points. Don't pick on her. Pick on him. Well, I was I... picking on him for saying exactly what Catherine said. She asked for clarification. <laughs> she asked if that was if she was hearing it right, and I, I said, "Yes, you are hearing right. it right. You are. Yeah, you are correct." I also think that like. What's cool about a lot of these is like it's the next level of a lot of things that are already in existence, which mm. is basically what ends up being the most feasible stuff these days. Like even the system you're talking about operationally for Aunt M's farmhouse, basically what you're describing is what um oh not three broomsticks, but the other Oh cauldron. Sticky Cauldron is the same system, but instead of, of uh, the guests choosing their own table, their order number is assigned to their table, and then that's how the server finds them. But I think that that makes a lot of sense. You want to track people. And the technology exists. Why not yeah. be more efficient with it? Um, plus barbecue. Dude, yes. Um, it's my, it's, then, my, yeah. it's my go-to at any theme park, uh, is yeah. if they have good barbecue. Dude. Hoopty doo and like the adjacent restaurant in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. Um, yeah. And then your nighttime spectacular. Yeah. Like where you're seeing drones being added more and more and um, cheaper than fireworks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 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 I would encourage you go watch. I was just down in Juhai at Chime Along Ocean Kingdom. And like that is a Chinese theme park. And Chinese parks are crazy town but their nighttime spectacular is drones jet skis guys on a jet propulsion thing fire fireworks projection mapping lasers like smoke it's water screens it's everything it's literally everything 
Um, but it doesn't make a lot of sense. It sounds expensive. <laughs> it doesn't need to. It doesn't need to. In in China, it doesn't need to. But I think, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think that's nighttime spectaculars are great, and there should be one in every park. All right. I have no. I have nothing to pick great. apart here. Yeah, I have nothing to pick on either. Oh, so my three pitches then. Sorry, uh, sister. Just, uh, my three pitches as <laughs> a mean, review were uh, not as practical and, as the meet and greet. Oh my gosh, let me recap, Spencer. My three ideas were Aunt M's Farmhouse Kitchen, uh, The Wizard of Oz's Splendid Spectacular, and Flight of the Flying Monkeys. Oliver, it's all you. All right. Now, one could sit here and think to ourselves, if we are pitching three rides and attractions and a movie that is very key on the fact that there are three sidekicks, literally three sidekicks, one might think we might explore that. But no. I've decided to go a different route and focus on a little bit of a different aspect. Something that at least happens to me, and now that I'm getting older, and now that I have friends with kids and that sort of thing, there's a consistent problem with places to sit down in a nice cool area. If a kid needs to take a nap in their stroller, they have that. And recently, before all this pandemic stuff, I was traveling and I noticed in an airport these sleep pods that you could rent out for a quick nap. Mm. Secure, safe, supervised things. You don't have to worry about people messing with you. They're, they're, there's people watch and make sure that it's okay. But the idea being that there's a huge scene in The Wizard of Oz where she falls asleep in the poppy fields. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, how nice would it be if I had an opportunity to, after spending a long, tireless day in whatever city's sun, I could sit in and take a nice little nap, a place that I felt safe and secure, and I could sit there and recoup. And if it's a matter of a door that locks or something like that to give you that feeling of security, like the Japanese nap pods or something along those sorts of lines. But the idea of a nice, calm place where you can go, where you could be lulled away for a nice, quick nap, 15 minute nap. All right. I think personally, if I had a 15 minute nap halfway through my Disneyland day, I might be able to power through and actually have a full experience. Yes, Spencer. Um, is this uh, attraction called If I Only Had a Nap? No, If You Only Had a Brain. Uh, no, it's great type. It's no, this is literally, I call it the. Does you go in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the, no, here's the it's, it's only that on loop. So you so it's to encourage people to leave, it just gets louder throughout the 15 minutes. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> No, this is literally, it's just called the Poppy Fields Nap. That's it. It's a place where you can go, sit, have a nice calm moment, and take a quick power nap. So, I call it the Poppy Fields. <laughs> so, See, that would have been great. So, so, sex pods. Nope. No, they're supervised nap pods. Supervised nap pods. No, no, you, if you're going to feel secure, you're not going to be watched. No, there's there are people on duty. There, like the the way that it works at the airport, there's there's a a, a patron. So one person is standing. There. One person goes into a nap pod, and the other watches. Yeah, I, this is, I, I I suppose it's a it's a it's like an open. It's an open sleeping oh, area. Wait, you're are you describing more like a airport, like an in airport like hotel where it's like you buy it for an hour and you to sleep? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so it's not like it's it's all like I've seen these in airport in a lot of airports. You like check in, you go into the room, you sleep, and then you come out. And they're like they're like tubes. There's not room for two people on top of each other. Yeah, they're they're bar- they're barely enough room. It's a quick place for you to take a power nap, or if you have a kid that's crying that needs a nap that can't go to sleep around all these people. But if there's not enough room for two people, so you have a kid, so you just stuff this kid in the pod and then seal it up. <laughs> See, it'll open. Well, at least I don't have to deal with them for a half hour. <laughs> yeah, see you on the other side, kid. I I mean, if it's a thirty minute thing that could sterilize itself and then opens up, you're not worrying about the kid getting locked inside because it's like you could set that up ahead of time with a patron situ- like situation where you get you have the ability to do that. Plus, the parent could sit there in a chair right outside the pod. It's the ability to give the kid a nap. Is the point? They can leave yeah. and go on rides and just leave the kid there. Well, you I, have kid versions and adult versions right like yeah yeah okay there's there's room to explore the idea is the point so this is just this is included with admission no premium fee who are you kidding you know what would be cool is if these pods were shaped like poppies so i'm gonna pay i'm gonna pay park prices to go to a little theme park how much do you pay for a stroller bud a stroller pushes them around to different rides. This is your sleeping. What about the locker you put your stuff in? 15 to 30 minutes. We use the free lockers at all the different rides. That's why you get your stuff stolen, bud. You know what else nah. you could do? You could also, if you really need a nap, you could just, uh, I don't know, get your handstand, walk out to the car or whatever, sleep there for 15 to 30 minutes, and then come back inside. Honestly, if it's t- sleep inside a show for 20, 25 minutes. Cheaper. Yes, that's true. I could have a show that you could sleep in for 20 minutes. I I, I apologize. I'm the crazy one. I should have gone with the Knott's Berry Farm method. Uh, so <laughs> we've all we've all slept through a Knott's Berry Farm ride. Anyway, true. I've never been there. I've never slept. How have you Knott's never been to Knott's Berry Farm? How have you done? Different. I was gonna go, and then you know the world went around yeah, that was the fun fact growing up my dad would would say to because i grew up in southern california and my dad would tell us he'd go hey we're gonna go to disneyland today and we'd all be so excited and on our way to disneyland he'd be like i'm gonna stop off and get some fried chicken on the way and we'd stop at knott's very farm and he'd go while we're here why don't we just go here instead and every time I'd get conned into thinking I'm going to Disneyland and then ending up spending half a day with the only decent ride being the Jaguar and the problems. You know what? That, it's fine. I've, I've auditioned a couple times at uh, Knott's Berry Farm, so I've been on their stages before. Uh, oh, good. How dare you? Here, first. here, here I was going to deduct points for truthfulness. Anyway, my second sleep pods that we got to pay extra for. What's next? Yeah. They're poppy themed. Is that that's your idea? Yeah, poppy field. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's it, they'll be inside the stems. Like you can make it so it actually looks like it's a nice epidemic that's going on right now. We're gonna. Oh, it's in the barely nailed. Now that I say they're shaped, yeah. We now. I'm just saying that we could add a vending machine, whatever you need to knock you out. No, uh, no, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble for that. Uh, anyway. So it's because I mentioned their poppies. You didn't mention that before. I did mention they were poppy fields. He mentioned it at the beginning. Buddy, it's in the pitch. This is going well. Based on the poppy fields. Anyway, my next idea. So they're poppies. Idea number two. Moving on to idea number two. Well, that's now, practical. When I think of uh, creative teams, when I think of creative teams uh, coming up with ideas and having a lot of fun building from the ground up, I always remember a meeting I have towards 
the 65% wave part where they mention who the sponsor for the ride might be. And that company's notes. Now, if we were to design a ride with that in mind, or design an attraction with the sponsor in mind, I feel like it might be an easier uphill battle. In this case, what I'm coming up with is the Munchkin Playland. Brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Now, Dunkin' Donuts happens to have an item on their menu called Munchkins. And these items, instead of the derogatory term for a little person, can be rebranded to be about the donuts. So we can have a nice, delicious sweet cart called Munchkinland. Different flavors, different kinds that you can go and experience, sort of like a candy shop, but in this case, it's baked confections. This is Munchkinlands, but here's the kicker. They're all miniature. Everything that you want, so that we might smell... Uh, smell uh, sell munchkin pies that are just about this big. We might sell munchkin cakes. It's all food brought down to size. Yes? Uh, so my question is, are you making a Wizard of Oz land or are you making a Wizard of Oz parody land? Because it feels like we're getting into like, <laughs> if Mel Brooks were to make Wizard of Oz land, this is what would it would be. This is the... Brother, I'm honestly, I'm fine with it. Yeah, Mel Brooks presents me, like informal FEC type vibes. So far. <laughs> I'm just saying, as look, we didn't have the budget for a full land, and I kind of had to work around what we had in the airport already. So I'm I'm building around that. You know what? No, points me the most is I feel like you're going to get more points than me, and I like actually really like tried very hard. <laughs> Stop talking about well, the points. Hold on a second. I Hold on. She point out one one thing right now, which is that Go on. I understand your point about sponsorship and Dunkin' Donuts, and they might have something called a Munchkin. But what is like the one food-related item that you associate with Munchkin Land? Uh, cupcakes, lollipops, the lollipop. <laughs> that also makes a lot of sense. Gaping guests like expectation that you're now like <laughs> no. Hey, you Come have some donuts. <laughs> feel free feel free to bring it up with Duncan Duncan Regional and Dun Duncan International headquarters. I originally it was a lollipop shop, but then the sponsor got involved. We had to switch a few things around. We had to scramble. Uh, Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. But you've got the the lollipop uh guild, right? Lollipop guild and lollipop guild is the lullaby league. So if you put the nap pods and the Lollipop Guild in the same area, you could have had a whole theme of your rides and attractions. Yeah. You know you don't get points for my thing, right? No, I'm just fixing it. Okay. Uh, I see the fatal flaw in not including Lollipops or the basic centralized concept of the song. Uh, I, I get it. In Donut Land, which is great. Everyone loves donuts. Maybe not for Wizard of Oz. I'm just saying we have an opportunity with Munchkin. Look, I saw the pun and I went, I ran with it. I, uh, it. I mean, you know, you bring up a point that sponsors can sometimes adjust or change an idea, but I think that that is more along the lines of try our donut flavored lollipop. Then we're gonna read. Would have been a great idea. I'm so glad you're here to br to bring that to a, to a great way of making it 
uh, a real thing. All right, so uh, just going to stop things for one second. You might notice that Brad has disappeared. Uh, we've had a camera malfunction, so we're going to power through. You'll still be able to hear Brad, but you might not see him. So we're going to put up this lovely, silly image of him, and we're going to power through. Fantastic. So let's move on to my final pitch. Now, when I think of The Wizard of Oz, I think of one of the biggest, most impactful moments where we see the great Oz's head. This big smoking tower. Oh, the great Oz! And there's a little man behind the curtain with the little knobs and levers. After seeing King Kong for the first time on Broadway, I thought to myself, how cool would it be if we could take a giant animatronic and have a little bit of interaction with people controlling it? Now, I know that giant animatronics tend to break down and when you give the customer or the guest too much control and you're putting too much strain on the systems that it can have a tendency to break and then you have a giant attraction that's broken down for the majority of the time. However, here's how I would like to solve that issue. Using a system of both smoke projection and practical movement where we actually have people off on the sides with lights that are controlling these things by a mechanic rather than a one-to-one -one button ratio. We can basically have someone calling in the shots that they could be doing that. Yes, it's a little bit more straining on the actual people. However, my goal is to give the audience the ability for the entire setup of the great Oz that you can ask questions to, to turn around on a rotation so they can see the men behind the curtain, men and women behind the curtain. I would like to be able to give people the behind the scenes look of the show that they just watched. So in a very similar sense to what Brad said about this big smoke and mirrors show, we're going to give the ability for these audience members to understand how these effects are pulled off. So a show will last about seven minutes. Wow. At that point in time, the entire set itself will rotate to another gallery of people on the other side seeing that show, and the show that's being shown on the other side will get to see the behind-the-scenes aspect of it. So you basically have two amphitheaters back that are on either side of a rotating platform. Each one's getting the two different seven-minute shows, but it's rotating around so you could see how it works. We would want to add simple pulleys, simple smoke effects. We would want to add basic puppeteering, advanced puppeteering. We would see the servos, the communications, all the different things that we could see. And then the monitors on the sides of either side of the theater, think of it like a Shamu, Shamu, uh, Shamu experience where we have the screens capturing on the sides, we actually get to see and hear the people calling the shots. So the people will get to see the stage managers and see the people behind the scenes of these giant practical shows, something that isn't really shown off too much because we don't like to spoil the magic. In this case, that is the mechanism that you're highlighting. You're highlighting how these things work, how these people can get into it and inspire the next generation of creators to step in and do the same thing. So those are my three pitches. So so what you've described is noises off. Practically, yes. <laughs> like you've literally described noises off with the oh, rotation. Well, the directors in the audience giving notes. You show multiple times. You get to see all the things that go wrong. Yeah. Except the stage is rotating and we're getting the same exact show to two separate audience spaces at the same time. So there's actually a-, a Yeah, but it's it's pretty much noises off because noises off, like when you switch to backstage, mm -hmm. they still go on stage and do their quote unquote show. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, there's no audience technically there in the actual performance of Noises Off. You've just put an audience there for them doing this same scene sort of show. Yeah, and Dumbo and the Astro cars are the same thing. Yeah. You just, cha- you just change the ride vehicle. Not Astro cars. I, I meant to say... Uh, that, oh, shoot. That They're not nothing, similar at all. But that's not at, also not at all what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that you're just doing noises off. Well, I think... Well, Spencer's trying to say something. No, you go. Go ahead. Well, okay. So, okay. Behind the scenes, which is, you know... Spencer, we were talking about you, your time as a tour guide with Universal. Like, yes, that's the whole point of Universal behind the movies and everything. I think there's, I get the point of the behind the scenes for Wizard of Oz because you have the moment where he's revealed as the man behind the curtain. So I get where you have that, um, wanting to show the audience how that works practically. But I think that really takes you out of the whole Wizard of Oz piece of it. Yeah, um, that's true. Wizard of Oz. Yeah, like you're, you don't want to expose, you expose the magic of the man behind the curtain, but not the actual magic of the the show itself. I think um, 14 minutes to see the same show twice, that's a, that's a lot of time. It is. Um, and, and a very difficult, because you've got to load in an audience and load out an audience, and then there's not, there's time in between, and you're going to yep. lose them very quickly. Um, I do think, though, and I think having a rotating theater, and, and I've heard that pitched um, before is more complicated than it sounds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it really only works in, uh, what is that old attraction? Carousel in, of Progress. Well, yeah, Carousel Progress is like the only place I've ever seen it still function. Um, but I will say this. I think that they're, they're much like, you know, Spencer had little things that you could follow and, and create something. I think there's something here in the idea that you're revealing how the great and powerful Oz was created. And whether that's, accurate to the actual function of it or not i think a fictionalized show of how those mechanics could work whether it be like and throw more chickens at it like that i mean the special effects show at uh, universal studios hollywood is a great example of like this is how effects are done but it's like yeah hyper Uh, yeah (laughs) right um we trick you a lot yeah, yeah. I think you keep it in one room. It's like you come in and it's like, oh, the great and powerful Oz. And then something happens. Maybe it's a guest interaction where a kid comes up to ask Oz a question and is, you know, prompted to reveal the curtain. And now it becomes a show about how he was creating Oz himself. That is a that is a much better fixed version of what I said. <laughs> Thank you, uh, <laughs> Brad. Uh, show me, show how many fingers uh, you think that idea is worth. Ah, oh, fantastic, Brad. Thank you so much. Uh, no, Spence also, is gonna love the editing in this. Just wanted to point out, um, yeah, right. I just wanted to point out um, what Catherine mentioned about the the load in and load out was my question. I was like, so if you have this rotating theater, is the one yeah. audience who's getting so the one audience who's getting the the regular show before the behind the scenes is the other audience just sitting around waiting for seven minutes for the show to start. That's what it felt like to me, because unless you're loading people in and out in like seven minutes at a time back and forth, it's good. You, you'd stack, you'd stagger. You do You do a five minute load in, load out on both sides. Yeah. I you do the PT Barnum. That seems real quick. Clean, exit and clean. Uh, PT, the circus, uh, PT Barnum circus could generally do a flip in under 10 minutes. Yeah, five minutes wow. is actually really just, you can do a flip in three. I guess really I'm just thinking yeah. it's like a right big theater and it takes people a long time to leave. You just, you make it rows. One yeah. one person per row, you sweep the theater as they're coming out 
And then you bring the as that person's ending their row, you bring the next one in. I, I can see that. So I, I like the, uh, I do like the idea. I mean, in in seeing the behind the scenes of it going on, uh, I can't get noises off out of my head though. Uh huh. Um, it's a great place because the thing is, having been a, a stagehand and work backstage on theme park shows and just shows in general it's hectic it's crazy mm-hmm. it's not yeah. it's not as we're it's not necessarily rehearsed and cleaned up like and people are rushing and trying to and like get get on stage get on stage like so yeah think i a fictional version of that would probably be the way to make it work it'd have to be a fictional yeah. version of it yeah 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 otherwise you can't control how you can't control your showtime you can't control you know no. Like think about when a show fails and you have to do a show dump. You're you're gonna end up show dumping yeah. two shows at once. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, this didn't go wrong the first show, but now it's going wrong the second show, and now everybody has to leave two shows. It, yeah. Uh, we're gonna hold. All right, thank you, everyone. Everyone out. <laughs> no, it's just not gonna work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But I do think I do think there's something there. And I think you should, you know, revealing Oz is part of the lore and part of the a great moment in film history and finding a way to do that in a more controlled, even more smoke and mirrors theme park way is is cool. There's a cool idea there. All right. So you've heard all of our pitches. We'll run them through for you one more time before you award these points. Now, keep in mind, you are allowed to award points to multiple or you can award multiple points to a ride or okay just award the same ride all three it it is yours to do what you want with if you didn't like any of them don't give any points <laughs> there i said it if you didn't like any ideas don't even bother just say skip <laughs> no but you should you should because it'll break the show uh so let's go ahead and run down our rides one more time for you spencer uh, I had the, um, it's a twister, it's a twister, uh, drop tower and dark ride. I had a Professor Marvel's journey through Oz, uh, and I had the very simple, very practical uh, Dorothy and Toto meet and greet. Uh, my, Brad? my three attractions were Aunt M's Farmhouse Kitchen, uh, The Wizard of Oz's Splendid Spectacular, and Flight of the Flying Monkeys, Oliver. My rides were... Uh, attractions. So they were all uh, the Poppy Fields, the Munchkin Experience, which is the Munchkin brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, uh, and Meeting the Great Oz. So we're going to go category by category with you here. The first one up is creativity. Catherine, okay. what do you got? Starting with bronze. I'm reading my notes. <laughs> by all means. Here. It's just loudly screaming, ah. <laughs> um what drop tower sepia um so uh we're starting with creative is that what we said yes okay this is the bronze for keep creative <laughs> a bronze for creative uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go back here and uh i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with the nap pods honestly um I think that there's that's a filling a interesting creative hole that does not currently exist in theme parks. But I, you know, 
you're knee deep in a theme park, four o'clock, the parking lot is four trams away and your three year old yep. is crying and needs a cool, nice place to go. That's lightly themed. All right. Nap pot it is. Interesting. Nap pot it is. Interesting. I'll take it. Sure. That is the bronze for creative. Moving on to silver. Creative. For silver for creative, uh, I'm going to go with uh, the uh, Witch's Tower, Flight of the Flying Monkey. Brad takes it silver for creative, and now the gold. The gold for creative is also going to Brad for Aunt M's Farmhouse Kitchen. It's such a good idea. It's the second he said it. I was like, that's such a good idea. So cool. And I really love, what I really, really love is like when you walk into a theme park and there's little nods to things that just really create the world, the whole idea of having like a lion plush or a abstracted tin man somewhere where you kind of see that like this was all there all along for Dorothy's fever dream. Uh, (laughs) I think that's so, that's awesome. That is like, I want to go to that restaurant right now. Sweet. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to practical. For practical, what do you got for broads? And please, please, please don't say it. <laughs> All right, well, it's bronze for practical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Spencer, it is God. practical thing. Damn it. Um, <laughs> but I, I do think that, like, you know, your boring factors may be a little higher I'm pitching a parking lot next week. I'm pitching a parking lot. It's practical, but the yellow brick road meet and greet is the bronze. Bronze for practicality. Well, we want to be clear. It's a hard bronze. Well, It's a hard bronze. It's a hard bronze. On silver, it's a hard bronze. Thank you very much for my one pity point of the evening. I will it's take it. It's a boring it. bronze. <laughs> You're welcome. It, it, sorry, it's Brahms. It's it's actually the composer Brahms. You don't win any medals. No. Uh, go, go ahead. We're moving on to silver for practical. Uh, for silver for uh, practicality, I this is a this is a tough one. I think um, we got there eventually on some of these things as far as practicality goes, and that that's what makes this. What a kind way to phrase that. <laughs> We got we got to practical eventually, um, but there were there were two that I'm going to go silver and, and bronze because I think that if I if they were pitched in a room today they would definitely be able to move on to the next phase of development. So for silver, uh, I'm going to go with Flight of the Flying Monkey again. Yeah, so silver for that that attraction, uh, and for uh, gold. I'm also going to go with Annam's Farmhouse Kitchen again. Yeah, smart. Yeah. This is looking to be a Brad sweep week. This is a. I got to be honest. Didn't see it coming. I don't I, know. No, ne- I I, I got to be honest. Neither did I. No one even pitched a broomstick, so I don't know how anyone's sweeping this week. <laughs> I hate you. Wow. Uh, we're moving on, so we could get out of here. Gold to gold. So, so this. Oy. Yeah, we're going to, to the meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, to fan favorites, it's you could say blanket drop tower, or we could start off with what your pick is for your fan favorite or for your guest favorite for bronze. Uh, okay, so um, I know that we're basing it off of the original pitches, 
So keep that in mind. Um. <laughs> <laughs> We're usually the ones warning the guest and the guest is warning us this week. I love this. And no hard feelings. And no, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of, we were talking about this kind of offline, but like, this is the creative process, right? You come up mm-hmm. with a crazy idea and then it eventually you follow it down the relic brick road of something that works, right? Munchkins. I get it. I get it. That's our show, everybody. I took all three. <laughs> it's the munchkin, not a lollipop guild. Um so as far as my uh, bronze, silver, gold favorites go, um, this is going to be a little bit of a surprise as far as favorite. But dicey. my bronze is actually is going to go to Spencer's first idea, and yeah. here is why. I expected to hear three dark ride pitches today, honestly. <laughs> Um, and Spencer is the only one that delivered on my expectation of a dark ride in being able to satisfy both the sepia portion of the film, (laughs) as well as the color portion of the film. And so to me, I'm like, yeah, I, I would sit here for another couple hours and bang that out into something that was not a drop tower. (laughs) Well, you fix it. It's a coaster. We've already had the idea to move forward with. Exactly. Um, (laughs) um, As far as silver for my favorite goes, um, and we got to something eventually, and and I'm going to point this out. Favorite does not mean practical and favorite. (laughs) That is correct. Um, Favorite has nothing to do with with anything that requires actually making this. Yeah, just look at season one. Just look at season one in my pitches. uh, Mostly live. Yeah, to qualify all of this, these are things that I would sit here and continue to talk about until we got to something that was like, right. we could make it happen, right? So so in that end, my silver is going to go to the Oz behind the scenes head show. Um, because I That's fine. That's 100% how the title is going to be written. <laughs> on the, behind the scenes head. The behind the scenes head show. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's a moment of, film that is a guest expectation that has to be delivered on and how do we find a cool interactive way to do that i think that there's something here in the idea of like we reveal the coolness in something mm-hmm. um and i love a good show not for napping but for watching um and then my gold is going to go to the flight of the flying monkey yeah it's a good ride it's a it's a good ride idea right it's a great, great ride. And the future of our industry to see coasters become more thematic. And I think building off of everything that Brad brought in, there's even more you could probably add to that, that flying coaster than yeah. you'd really catch. But there's a lot there to be to start Spencer, with. cue my celebration picture. <laughs> you know, I got to be honest. Uh, there's this feeling. What is this feeling? It's so sudden and new. It's loathing, bud. It's, lo- it's loathing. Alternated loathing. Yes, that's how I would describe this. My, my whole life long. Uh, <laughs> Catherine, thank you so much for joining us this week. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or, or anything before we get out of here? You know, I live in China, so no, not really. Yeah, no, I, I would say that. <laughs> well, no matter what happens, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey. Brad, you can see his expression right now. He's so over the moon. Uh, yeah. That's going to wrap it up for us. Spencer. 
Oh, God, please let this end. We're going to end this. Thank you so much for watching Theoretical Thrills. I've been Oliver. I've been Brad. I'm Spencer. And that's Catherine. Have a good one, everybody. (laughs) Did you enjoy the episode you just watched? Feel free to like, subscribe, and share. And if you have an interpretation of an idea based on the theme of the week, feel free to tag us on social media with hashtag Theoretical Thrills, and we may feature your ride at an attraction on the show. Theoretical Thrills The theory of the thrill oh, oh.